I'm speaking to the person inside of Reagan now. If you are there, you too are hypnotized. I must answer all my questions. Come forward and answer me now. Closer, please. Closer. Here's Johnny. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to Terror Tinos. This is a movie discussion, a movie appreciation podcast where two ordinary film fanatics sit down to talk about the movies they have seen or just rewatched. My name is Mike Morales, and like always, I'm here with my partner in crime, Angel in the Night. <laughs> We're going to continue our horror madness series. This is where we just focus on. I would say more modern horror films, or horror movies from the past 15 years or so. It's a slight departure from what we've been doing. Uh, uh, we, we usually discuss our favorite movies or our favorite cult movies from our youth, which tends to be from the 80s and 90s. But I got to say, I've really kind of been enjoying talking about these, you know, these modern horror movies. And uh, we've been doing that for the past few episodes. And in our previous episodes, we each hand picked a horror movie for the other to watch and discuss and guess what we're gonna do that again you know it's funny you said you know more recent <laughs> and it's we're so fucking old man like i was watching dog soldiers uh-huh and i'm like man when that that come out what five six years ago <laughs> 2002 bro i know that's a long time it's ago 21 years old yeah. 21 <laughs> damn even the movies that we used to watch in high school, they're like now 30, you know, 25 years older now, you know, so. Yeah, it's, I'm watching something and all of a sudden it's like the 30th anniversary for something that I thought <laughs> yep. was a couple years back. Yeah, yeah. Man, and you're, and you're so much older than me too, so that must be really scary. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to be talking about two films. Um, my pick for you was Censor. Which is a horror movie that came out a couple years ago. I think 2021. 2021. 2021. And then you picked a movie, a Netflix original horror movie called The Perfection, which came out 2018, something like that. And I didn't even know that was a Netflix original. I just stumbled across it and the synopsis looked good. Thank God I could read. And (laughs) yeah, so I gave it a whirl. And it was, it was, it wasn't like a movie I'd seen for a while. So I really. I was like, man, Michael liked this one if he hasn't seen it. Uh, before before that, let's talk about some of the horror movies we have been watching recently because it's only a couple of days until, until Halloween. This episode most likely going to come out after Halloween. It'll be like the first episode in November. But have you seen, I mean, have you seen like a, some recent horror movies lately? Dude, I watched one today and it was actually called um, After Midnight. And it was a little nothing flick. And I was honestly, oh. I was honestly watching it. And at one moment I, I yelled because it's a part got me. And it just, 
it wasn't that it was a huge scary spot. I just was so into the scene, and I, oh man, it was. I screamed. My wife came in. She said, "What happened?" And she thought I was laughing at something. And I'm like, "No, no, no. This was was I was not laughing. You know, this was this movie got me, man. Um, it was one of those things where it said, if you like this, you might like that.'" And it was it was a pretty good flick. I mean, it was it's very low budget. Couple actors. Um, you could you know you could tell in these lower budget movies where like the main main two guys are pretty good, but the extras they just they were hurting for somebody to you know what I mean to get in the shot, and then God forbid they have a speaking line. It's just like ah, <laughs> oh. it's like there was like four people in this flick that were like man they these were like friends or people that like gave cash. Uh-huh. To, <laughs> So they put him in the, the flick. But it's I mean... Like a Kickstarter uh, type of horror movie. Yeah. And <laughs> dude, it is the main guy. His acting is so good because it doesn't seem like he's acting. Like there's a part where like this thing is basically every night tries to get into his house. And he like pushes up a couch against it. And he's like shooting at it. So he shoots his hole in the door. Calls the sheriff. The sheriff doesn't come out till the next day. So he's talking to the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, it's, okay, on his door, there's all these scratches, but then there's the hole because he shot, you know, tried to shoot the thing through the door. And he, he tells the sheriff, he goes, look at all this. He said, what does this look like to you? And he goes, looks like you shot a hole in your door. He goes, he goes, man, what about all this other shit around the door? <laughs> all the scratches. But it was funny the way he did it. It was like, like, dude, fuck, dude. Quit, like stop being a comedian what about the goddamn scratch you know what i mean <laughs> like real real good like i do quality acting from just the main dude it, i mean if you got like i don't know an hour and a half to crush mm-hmm. this is pretty good little flick dude do you find like once we get closer to halloween or or maybe just in the month of october do you find that you are watching more and more horror movies or is that just a year-round yeah. thing you know, it's in the air. I'll be it a year-round thing, but more so in October. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because I'll hit like you know how you can go through the genres on whatever service you're on, mm-hmm. and it, it's so hard because it's like seen it, seen it, seen it. I'm never gonna watch that. Seen it, seen. It. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> because there's some platforms that'll just put on anything. I mean, it looks like it's from maybe like a handheld camera bunch of friends you know what i mean and it's just like damn and i wish i had the time because somebody did put time and effort into it (laughs) but sometimes they're they're just so bad you got to give up this is what i liked about the podcast It, it really forces me to watch some horror movies or just movies that i haven't really either revisited in a long time or watched for the first time for instance the perfection which is the choice you or the selection you you chose for me I had that on my list for the longest time, and I saw the trailer years ago and was really interested in it, watching it. But then if it wasn't really for this podcast, I don't think I would have got around to it to watch. And, I've, you know, I'll talk about what I, I thought about the movie. But uh, I do the same shit. Yeah. I have a cue, and it's like, oh, that looks good. Now add it to the list, add right. it to the list. And, and then when so I sit down. long. With- Those lists get so long. But then I'm a moron because I sit down when I have time to watch something and I don't check my list. Right. I look for new shit or, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm bad like that, dude. I'm so bad. I recently saw a movie, like I think it was last week. It was called Veronica. This is on Netflix. It's a Spanish supernatural horror thriller. 
Uh, and the reason I watched it because they they're they're coming out with a prequel to it, and it was a kind of a big deal, you know, when it came out. I guess it was well, I don't know a couple years ago. And so it's the same guys who did Wreck, or I don't know how you could, is a Wreck or Record or you know those that found. Oh yeah, footage. the REC. Yeah. So the same director Paco Plaza, I believe his name, and it's just about a uh, a young girl who is uh, he she kind of like a. A movie we saw, uh, talk to me. She kind of messes around with a with spirits. She uh, uh, there's a, a Ouija board, and she kind of opens the door to this evil supernatural spirit, and it becomes to threaten her family. And she's like on her own. She has to take care of her younger kids, and basically it's set in uh, in like three days or so. And they say it's kind of based on a true story. It's set in the nineties. Uh, it's really cool. It's kind of slow paced. But I love a lot of the stuff in it. There's a lot of great, um, you know, jump scares, and I love the I think look. I actually of... have this in my in my queue, dude. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it looked good. It's one of those things too. I'm so old. Like <laughs> I want to watch something, and I, I put it on, and it looks good, and then all of a sudden the subtitles start, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm too tired <laughs> to read right now, and it's not. I'm I'm told I'm so not against subtitles Mm -hmm. like if i can choose dub or subtitle i usually use subtitle because i want to hear the real person's voice you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i have nothing against reading it's just when it's late at night i can't keep up my eyes are tired but and i think that's what happened to this that's why it's sitting in my queue (laughs) i think i think you will like it because it's a much more cooler the special effects in it i i i I really dug it looked really cool um I was talking to you before, and you were mentioning that you've been watching the Netflix miniseries, The House of, wait, The Fall of the House of the Usher. Yeah, I finished it. That was good. I've been watching that. I've been watching the first two episodes. I fucking like it. This, you know, yeah. I, uh, Mike Flanagan, who is the guy who is responsible for all these uh, Netflix miniseries, he did Midnight Mass and the other ones. Um, Dude, I love Midnight Mass. That is so fucking good. So this is my only my, this is my first introduction to um, Mike Flanagan because I haven't really seen any of his work. I've heard of his name. I heard that these miniseries are really great. So I started with this one, and so far I'm I'm only on uh, episode two, but so far I love it. And you know we we were, we were talking about last episode about the Exorcist and if people have that you know the patience and the discipline to like really sit through a movie that kind of slowly tells a, a good horror story. And I, it seems like they are, but it's in television form with the house of, uh, or the with the the fall of the house of the usher. Because, I, I, you tell me if if Mike Flanagan, the writer director of these things, is this very typical where he kind of slowly tells the story. Yeah, like if the only thing, the only chink in the armor for this mm-hmm. fall of usher is. The guy starts off with the premise that he has several children. Right. Because as it's the story about how basically they're he's getting ripped apart and it's like child by child, you mm-hmm. know, things happen to them. So that's how it's so long. Other than that, it would have got boring if it was like, say he had two kids and it took like four episodes for something to happen to a kid. So, I mean, but if you watch Midnight Mass, he puts enough in there. So that you don't get upset that it didn't have enough in an episode, which is smart. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're only going to put up with maybe one slow episode. And if the next one's just as slow, you're like, like, we're that culture now, dude. We're out. You know, I got other things to do, better shit to watch. 
So he is really good at giving you enough to feel satisfied per episode. And it, it's it's like the way Tarantino does it. You know what I mean? He will break it. If it's A to B is too boring, he'll go, he'll start at D and then work back to B and then go to C and then A and then, you know what I mean? He's smart. He knows how to keep you interested. And it seems like that guy has that gift too. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't even put it together. It was the same guy. Oh yeah, I believe. Man, I'm asked my favorite series last couple of years. I believe Mike Flanagan did uh, Doctor Sleep. Uh, he did Doctor Sleep too. Damn. Yeah, he's been like the one of the rising uh, horror voices in in you know in in film right now. Oh, he did Blythe Manor. Damn, he did a lot. He did. Ah. He did all of them. Uh, uh, damn, uh, dude, Hush. Have you seen Hush? I've heard of it. No, I haven't seen. I haven't oh, seen any of oh, this. Shit, is... It's so good. <laughs> I'm looking at his list right now, dude. These are all home runs, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's been like killing it. I I have a blank. I have a blank spot when it comes to Mike Flanagan's stuff because I I don't know. I just I keep on hearing his name. The, the fall The fall of the House of Usher is my first time really seeing something he has done. Uh, yeah, his His name is kind of assholey. Mike, <laughs> but he'll get along with other mics. <laughs> apparently, apparently, this is kind of is going to be his last miniseries with Netflix. He's gonna, he's going to jump ship and go to Amazon and either do a couple things with them. So, uh, but like, is like contracted. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just set up a, a Sam huge, Berger, yeah. yeah, he set up a huge deal with Amazon. But he did Oculus. Yeah, dude, these are good. Fucking, <laughs> I didn't put it together. It was the same dude, man. Not at all. But he's very, very good, man. Well, speaking of Amazon, there was a horror comedy that just came out called Totally Killer. We, uh, we both watched this movie, and we I would say we both had a good time watching it, right? Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. I mean, it's not going to win awards, but it's, it was it's fine. definitely <laughs> worth the watch. It's a good yeah. streaming kind of horror comedy. Uh, but like we said, it was kind of like a me- um, like a mesh of old. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, like, they- you know, genres. Stories. I think they describe it as a Back to the Future meets Scream or meets a slasher film. And I think that's pretty but, apt. But it's funny because within its own self, it it doesn't deny that. Because they make a couple Back to the Future references in yeah. it and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, it's very, like, on the nose. It's not it's not full of itself. You know, it knows what it is and it just it tells a good story. I dug it. I thought it was really cool, actually. Yeah, I I, th- I had a good time watching it. it was, I mean, the comedy, I, I would say the level of the comedy is more kind of a sitcom level. Uh, it's not necessarily groundbreaking in that sense. But if you're, you know, if you're looking for a good time, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Okay, it's wait. Real quick. Back to the uh, House of Usher. <laughs> okay. okay. What do you think about, okay, the young versions? The, the dude is the same dude from Midnight Mass. Like he uses a lot of his characters again. Right, right. But the the sister, the young version of the sister, the blonde. Uh huh. Dude, I can't get enough of her. She is so good. She's in that show Reacher. Is she on a uh, Amazon? Uh-huh. Dude, I don't like the movie because I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I love that show, and I love the guy because he, the only thing I've seen him in was Blue Mountain State. It's a real raunchy comedy. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, the return of Thad. That's the guy's Thad. But mm-hmm. she is so good on that show. I'm so glad. That, you know, when you see somebody and they're so good and it just sucks that you don't see them in more stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was so stoked when I watched, uh, started watching Fall of the House of Usher that she was on there. What's her name I was again? Like, yes. You know her name? Um, in real life? Yeah, the actress. Or the, in the show? No, the actress. Uh, Willa Fitzgerald. 
Oh, but it's so funny because she kind of looks like a melt of a lot of young actresses. Like her actual look. But her chops, dude, they're so much better. Like she looks like Bella Thorne. You know what I mean? She looks like the cutesy, the young, the from Disney shows. But they all fall on acting chops. But not her, man. She is freaking good. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, one, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. I did see, I did, I did see a, a couple of episodes of Reacher. Yeah, she is good in that. She's the, yeah, the deputy, she's so right? Good. Yes, yes. Um, all right, let's get to uh, our picks. So, I I picked a horror movie for you. Uh, it's wait, 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 which one you want to do first? You want to do your pick? Uh, I, we could. I rewatched Censor, so I'm I'm good for Censor. For all sure. right, let's 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 get into Censor. This depiction is dangerous. Come on, ain't it? I'm cutting it. Butchery, sadism, murder. A wave of depraved and corrupt horror video. Confusing fiction with reality. Doug Smart, producer, Ident Investment Films. Maybe Enid could watch my latest Frederick North submission. Wanted a woman's eye on this film. There's this actress. Feeling that's Nina, my sister. Someone's losing the plot. So, Censor uh, is a 2021 horror film. It's directed by a woman named Prano Bailey Bond. I believe this is her feature film debut or feature length film debut. I believe she's a music director or a commercial director. She has a, a visual style, there's a distinct style to her. her or, or at least in this film, um, the main actress is, I believe it's pronounced Neve or Naive. Neve? It's weird because it's two consonants. Yeah, like Naimach. It's like, yeah. It's a. It's a. And she's an Irish actress, and so I think it's pronounced. I think it's. It's like a, like a, uh, a Gaelic or, or Celtic name. So it's. I think it's pronounced Nevi. Or naive, naive. Yeah, because she's from uh, Raised by Wolves. Which yeah, yes, I, right, right. Dude, I started watching it, and um, I think that's what an HBO show. Yes, that was an HBO Max or, original show. Yeah, yeah, dude. The worst thing HBO did was they kept fucking switching their name. So all of a sudden, my login didn't work because oh, Max right. or yeah, HBO Max was gone, and then it was regular Max. And this is one of the ones where I was right. I was like a couple episodes in, and then they did that shit, and then I didn't have a new password forever, so. I just, I got to get back into it, but it was a pretty good show. I, yeah, I wanted, maybe you even watched like the first four or five. Yeah. It was produced by R- Ridley Scott. It's a science fiction thriller. I think the, I think it's not available anymore. I think they, they, it's one of those shows that they just cut and now I don't think it's available. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, a lot of those, uh, original HBO max shows are cut and not available anymore. So uh, uh, I got to be honest, I, I thought there was real wolves in there. <laughs> That's um, what first got me. The, the it, title got you. <laughs> yeah, it did. It fucking did. And I was a little pissed, but I still gave the first episode a try. So Good the act- I did. I, So this actress who's from Raised by Wolves, uh, she stars in this. Uh, she is Naive Naive Algar, and she plays Inif, and she is a film censor, a British film censor. And her job is really to uh, censor or cut out uh, scenes from horror movies. This is set in the 80s and it's set in the background of the video nasty era of films. This is where horror movies, like seven, late 70s uh, exploitation horror movies of the 80s, they, they get, uh, I guess they, they were 
as particularly in the UK, I guess they a lot of them were banned, and uh, uh, they got the label. Was it real? Was yeah, that like that, a real thing? That was okay. a real thing, apparently. Okay, that's why I kind of really enjoyed this movie because it really introduced the whole uh, history of that stuff, the video nasty stuff, which I didn't, I didn't really know. I didn't really know. I, I mean, I'm sure I knew that the some horror movies of you know back then. Uh, did get banned in certain countries, but I didn't know there was actually a title for it, and it's called Video but, Nasties. <laughs> and it's so funny because you know how proper British people are in our brains that they would use the word nasty, <laughs> right, you know, right. as opposed to like, like you know, video gore, or, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because you said that it took me a long time to figure out what what time frame this was in. I was looking at cars, people's outfits, because uh-huh. the... Like the film stock, dude, is like Grain. it's almost not grainy, like super eight shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it 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 fully immerses you as soon as you start watching it. You, it's it kind of transcends, takes you back, like just the way they look, even the makeup, mm-hmm. and the, uh, it was pretty cool the way it did that right off the bat. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I would say this is much more of a psychological horror than like a like a traditional exploitation horror. In fact, I don't think there's a lot of gore in this movie. Uh, this is really kind of getting into the the getting into the headspace of this one character, who, a film censor who takes her job very seriously, and she's rejecting films. And uh, there's there's, I guess the the movie's trying to say about how much we project our own personal issues into horror movies and who's to blame for that. And what ends up happening in this film, and we'll talk about it a little bit more, but it, it ends up like the this this character, Enith, the film censor, she is so obsessed with one particular horror movie, and we are told early on in the film that she is uh she is haunted by this traumatic childhood where she was like the last person to witness her young sister disappear disappearing. In the woods, she was like kind of. Uh, she disappeared in the woods when they were younger. She's now older now, and 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 uh, so we're not talking like five years older. Yes, yeah. she's like twenty, thirty years. Yeah, right. right. So, so she is. She has grew. She grew up with this kind of really uh, traumatic experience of of watching or being the last witness to her sister's disappearance, and she has a. But a, and it's it's sorry. Okay, and it's crazy though. Sorry because. Like, I did the rewatch, and I got a lot more of the rewatch. I'm glad I snuck in a second watch. Uh-huh. But it's so funny, because she, the, I, I got more out of the interaction with her parents, where mm-hmm. um, she still wants to believe yeah. that, yeah, there's a possibility her sister's still around or alive. Or... Yeah, and the parents, she gets angry with her parents because her parents wants to sign this uh, death certificate. Because they kind of give up. It's been years, like we're saying. It's been decades since the... Yeah, so she, it, it's like she's keeping her alive by just not admitting that she's gone. Right. And so it's la- crazy, yeah. La- so later in the movie, she she be uh, this film censor, Enith, she becomes extremely obsessed with this one particular film that she is trying to, uh, you know, take notes on and and give her a, a decent rating or whatever. And in, in this horror movie, it has similar things that happen to her real life there's a psychopath in the woods uh, there's women in it uh, who are uh, abducted and she believes like the main actress in that film is her sister so she goes into like this, all grown up all grown up you know and she so she goes into this kind of investigation trying to find out who this actress is and it, it could it be her sister who knows so uh 
so the, with that being said, and that, give me your thoughts on the movie. Is this was this a, a win for me or or? or you, okay, if, without the rewatch, I would say you lost. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. It's just okay. Uh, I'm not gonna blow smoke up your ass, but I expect a certain level from you when you recommend something, even if it's even if you recommend something to try to screw with me because it sucks. Yeah. I still expect a certain level. It better really suck. You know what I mean? So when I first watched it, I was not let down, but I was like. It doesn't seem like this was enough to be on Mike's radar to pass along. Okay. So then I did the rewatch, but and I took more time. I sat. I I did a lot more listening. It's 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 a basic thing. There's not a lot of characters. They don't switch a lot of scenes. Mm-hmm. It's you know. So it's not like it's not like an adventure movie where you got you got to keep your eyes on it because you're gonna miss. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the first time I found myself wandering, but I got a lot more out of the second watch. And I actually would say I did enjoy it. Now, I'm not sure. I, I would be very select at who I recommended it to. But um, I did enjoy it. And on the second watch, the um, main character, would you say, how'd you say it? Enid. We'll put, well, I'll just call her by her character name. Yeah, Enid. Yeah. She's really good, man. Like, really good. Like, okay, I'm not going to ruin it. It's worth watching the whole movie for the last shot. Mm. When that broad is just, when she's just looking at the camera mm-hmm. and that fucking eerie ass smile. And it, it's weird because it builds. And I don't, maybe because the first time it was like towards the end. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't really paying attention, but this time I was like locked on her face. Right. And I just, I got like fucking the heebie jeebies, man. Like, <laughs> like, Dude. fuck, look away. She's like looking into your soul There's at the a- end of that. Like, there's a great thing where they do in the very kind of in the third act where the 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 camera or the 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 aspect ratio of of the of the frame really closes down into a, a four three, like to a to a box. Watch it again. You can see and like it pulls it, you in. It pull, yeah, it goes once she goes into like say the horror set. I won't give anything that much away, but. It, the aspect ratio goes into a, a four three box until wide you know like a wide it starts off with a wide and then goes into a box and so it gets closer and closer like you're, ah, get, fuck. you're getting into I the, don't think I picked up on that <laughs> it gets into the girls like because I think it's, it's it's questionable what happens in the third act was that real is it supposed to be real is it fantasy is it all in her brain is it you know like like we're yeah, saying that, it it jumped the shark hard and it just kept going <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I I like that aspect to it. I like kind of them taking a chance and really kind of going with the psychological aspect to it. Uh, and I think they threw in a little bit of the where they had the the news story. Mm-hmm. So like, so her and another dude they reviewed a movie. The movie came out. One dude, like just a normal dude, killed his wife and ate the face. And they're trying to link it to the movie. Like, oh, right. They did with the video games and stuff like that. Yeah, so there's a and, subplot here where where yeah there was a there's a horrible murder and it get links to a film that they censored, and her but, name gets leaked into the paper and people are blaming her for for letting like this directly movie, yeah yeah for letting this movie out in in the public and that but plays into a kind very of, well that that plays into the to the anxiety that she feels into the movie because I think it this really is a a. a a psychological downfall, or, or I really feel like the yeah, spiral, dude. Yeah, it spirals down, and she becomes more of. 
I think at the end, she really has a kind of breakdown, like a mental breakdown. Did you pick up on a very important part? I did not get it till the second time I watched it. In the background, two of her co-workers are talking about the guy on the news report mm-hmm. that blamed the movie. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. Because were... I wrote it down on my notes. Okay. What what the, what did they say? It's uh, that the, they were talking and they said it, there was a new article. And it turns out the guy that killed and ate his wife's face never saw the movie. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, dude, it's in the background. That's why I was like, what the? And I wrote it down. It's like the real life killer never even watched the movie. Oh. He'd heard about it and had mentioned, like, and he'd mentioned it, but he'd never saw it. Oh, that's cool. So the whole premise for her going and finding that flick, you know, like, remember how she wanted to basically watch everything that guy did? Right. And that's how she ran across the flick that she thinks it's her sister. Uh-huh. Like, that was all bullshit. Like, that didn't even need to happen because it turned out the guy never watched that movie. Like, the whole premise to set her apart. Well, I think this movie is trying to say how much how much responsible we should lay on the filmmakers when we have some kind of horrible outcome. It's kind of like, you know, uh, the chicken and the eggs, you know, idea. Like, do horror movies or violent movies spawn or trigger this kind of violence or do our own personal thoughts or, or personal issues get get uh, triggered when we watch these horror movies you know it, it has that kind of i don't think it takes a stand or i don't think it even has a like a strong statement on the on those on those topics but i think it 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 kind of raises these questions and that's why i kind of really dug about the movie about how it talks about how how much we project our own issues in these these movies, these kind of so-called video nasties and stuff, right? And it's funny because she is, because of what she does, it's almost like she's got a different outlook as far as reality goes. Mm-hmm. Like, she she doesn't watch these movies and like, oh, she's just like a robot. People are getting their yeah. heads drilled into <laughs> and all this stuff. And she's just she's just taking down notes. Yeah, she, this is and just a he, job for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when her, her boss calls her into the office and they're saying, oh, did you watch whatever? And the one guy's like, yeah, I remember watching it. And she's like, had, she's like instantly like Total Rico. Like there were four scenes of somebody getting mm-hmm. their head bashed in. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? She read it off like she had written it. Like there's no emotion in it. So it's weird that she she makes that connection to her sister. And the, it's like she needed it to be her. You know what I mean? It's like she's manifesting it almost to give herself some kind of a, a really fucked up closure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. Yeah. yeah. Because it's triggered too when her parents take her and say, "Hey, we're going to declare her dead instead of missing." Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that kind of just it kind of snapped. If you ask me, it seemed like that kind of snapped her, like her psyche a little, and then she needed something to fill that. That she needed the answers in her head, and she came up with the "That's my sister" in that video. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I think... crazy. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I I dig. The campy way it looked, like when she showed up at the, even when she showed up to the producer's house, it's just two people. Right. You know what I mean? And, and the film stock looks weird, and it's, it, it's like shag carpet. You know what I mean? You get the, I, I, it's like I didn't walk into that room, but I know it smelled like people were smoking. You know what I mean? Like, it just has that seventies yeah, vibe. Dude. I really love the look of the movie, and I, I love the kind of the colors they have. It's like muted colors. It's. It, it is kind of like a Dario Gentle 
Dario Gento horror movie of the 80s, um, kind of like Giallo uh, Italian horror movies of 70, late 70s. It's it's very much a stylistic take on this type of psychological thriller. I love it. I love the kind of the, the not just, just the, the, the camera work or the visuals, but also the set designs and the costumes. They all play, they all play together, you know. Even the cover of that video that she looks at is so shitty 80s cover. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the it's like a like they put a picture and slapped it onto the cover of a box. You know, it wasn't even any thought to that. But that's the way they looked, remember, back in the day, man. Yeah. That's a, and then that's another reason I kind of like this movie of how it kind of takes me back to a certain time where people go to the video stores and you know, there were underground videos that they didn't display and, and you know, you had to talk to the clerk, you know. <laughs> so Dude, I missed that when they were not I don't mean I missed it on the movie, but I remember that shit, dude. Going to Blockbuster, before you even walk in, you ask the guy, Do you have this in? You know what I mean? It's like because every time you've gone there, like the three days in a row, it hasn't been there. And you the first thing you want to check is the returns. And then when you find it, you gotta walk it around. He's gotta check it in so that you can check it out. Yeah, I kinda miss how I miss all that shit. Dude. I miss all yeah, I kinda miss all those the the days where you would hear about we had these to work for our movies, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you were he, you hear about these underground horror movies, and you have to meet somebody. Like I, I, I when I saw, like Peter you Jackson did that for Dead Alive, man. Yes, Dead Alive. I did. You had to uh, uh, um, drive somewhere for that flick. I for Dead Alive, which is the Peter Jackson brain. It's also known as Brain Dead. Uh, also, um, oh, what was his first movie? So, uh, Dead Alive, which is which is also known as Brain Dead, and also his first movie, Peter Jackson's first movie, Bad Taste. Those were not available in the U.S. They were only like imported Laserdisc, and so I had to drive to L.A., meet somebody in the Hollywood Book and Poster, and like exchange. You know, I would give him like I think I think ten bucks, and he would give me this this tape. Hey, yo, man, you got the stuff? <laughs> yeah. That's how we used to do it back in the, back then. Dude, did the guy <laughs> have like a trench coat and he had open? Open up the right side and then <laughs> certain movies and left side had horror movies. No, I met this guy. I talked to this guy in a horror convention or a comic book convention. And uh, he, he, I forget what, how I, he was, how, he was working the booth, I guess. And uh, he told, I, I'm not sure. He, he said like he had, like I asked him, like, do you have these films? And he goes, no, I'm not, I'm not here with me. And, and, you know, and he gave me this number and that's how, I mean, that's how we used to do it. I mean, we, we, because a lot, of, a lot of the times, a lot of these like underground horror movies, you have to like set up these <laughs> deals, like drug deals back then, and and it's so weird. Because now nowadays, those those movies are kind of available on Amazon Prime or, or you know on Tubi or whatever. You know, they're, they're... you can watch it on your phone while you drive to go to the movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but dude, I remember too, like formats, man. I remember, um, wasn't it, um. Was it Lucas or Spielberg? One of them uh, didn't want their shit on DVD. And remember, you the only way you can get it was like bootlegs in from China. Yes. Yeah, Other than that, that was, it was just VHS. That was George Lucas. We waited Lucas. weeks. <laughs> yeah, we waited weeks for that shit to show up. Yeah. Just so we could watch. And it was a pan scan, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just somebody transferring <laughs> over. It wasn't even like legit. It, it wouldn't play on some DVD players. Yeah. These kids, they don't understand. We had to work hard. We had to go... Like, there was movies that were only in the theater. They were never going to fucking come out. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, this movie fingertips. touches on that kind of, uh, that time. And over, I mean, 
this was a it was a good period flick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It makes it the, it hits all the check the all the boxes for a movie that makes you kind of almost nostalgic, but like it'll pick you up and drop you right where it wants to put you. Like yeah. even with the subways and like they were, they did a I maybe because they didn't use very many locations and people they did a real good job of keeping it uh keeping the continuity you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. you didn't see an airplane in the background that was like <laughs> <laughs> you know like modern anything it was really well done yeah i i really dug it i agree with you like when i rewatched it it felt a little bit slower uh, it took its time to tell the story and, and and so i understand why you you didn't didn't like it the first time you know it, yeah because that's what kind of feeling i got when i watched it rewatched it uh, it had a little bit less power over over me the second time I watched it, but I still enjoyed yep. a lot of the aspects to it. And I think it, it, it you know, because it's set in that 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 time and brings up all these a lot of these questions. That's why I, I I really really think it's a good movie. Like if somebody walked in on you watching it, they would know it was from twenty twenty one. They would think you were watching an older flick. You know, it it it's yeah. I'm watching the. Just a little looping trailer right now, and it, dude, it's, it's weird. It looks old. The stock, everything. It kind of reminds me a lot of uh, American Werewolf in London without the werewolf parts. <laughs> <laughs> just the way it looks, the maybe the accents and everything. It just, but it also looks like a cheesy B slasher movie from back in the eighties too. Yeah, yeah. And I like the fact that they, they like when she's watching it. It's like a little shitty TV, like old school tube i don't know i dig it i i I really am glad i watched that second one the second time through but i mean i it it would be tough i want to tell people to check it out if you like our podcast and so far you've liked our recommendations i would say yes but if we're hit and miss this might be one of the ones that might miss for (laughs) you especially if you can't wait you know how we always have that discussion like about how now people don't want to wait for build up and did yeah. we do that to the movies or did the movies do that to us type right. of deal? This is definitely one of the ones where you have to be patient. You know, it's going to pay off. Just yeah. hold on. Yeah. All right. So that's Censor and it's available on Hulu if you're interested and take a look and it's available now. Let's get to the perfection. What is happening to me? I'm burning up. It's going to be okay. Is- oh, it's not. Oh, God, it's not. Listen to me. Something is wrong. Something is wrong with me. Lizzie, I know. That's why we need to get you help. I'm dying. I'm dying. (laughs) What's happening? What's happening? Oh, my God. What's happening? I don't know. Oh, my God. What is it? I don't know. What? What the fuck? You know what you have to do. Well, you know what happens now. And, and you know what? I rewatched it because you know I recommend it, and we we're gonna have the discussion. And that girl bugged the shit out of me. I and usually I could put them, but I couldn't figure her out. The the uh the white chick. Okay, Allison Williams. Yeah, and it was and I had just watched Get Out. And that's what it was. She's the girlfriend from Get Out that like, you know. Right, right. And the yeah, that suckers the guys in. 
But she's really good too, man. Okay, so uh, so The Perfection is a 2018 psychological horror thriller, very similar to to the censor where they, they this is a female led uh film it's it's dealing with psychological issues it's dealing with people with with internal problems I didn't even, or per, personal I didn't problems I didn't pick up on that dude these are female led films and it's it's funny that both of these movies are similar in tone and not in tone but like in 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 subject subject matter we're we're dealing with women with traumatic experiences uh childhood experiences uh tragedies and stuff like that uh, I think both of these movies are leans heavy in the psychological aspect, uh, and that's just out of just randomness. That's a, a, just a coincidence that we picked these two movies, and they're kind of be the perfect double bill, <laughs> you know. Uh, they do actually work out, and the, the perfection in perfection does have a great style. It's I mean the cinematography in this movie is pretty s- striking. So this is a uh, Netflix original film. It, this stars Allison Williams. She is a musical prodigy, and she has to. She's a. Uh, when we first meet her, she she's dealing with the death of her mother, and we discover that she was part of a elite um, musical academy. She was a one of cellist? the cellist. A cellist. She was one of the country's number one cellist cello player, and she is invited back after her mother's death to be one of the judges for the academy because they're going to pick a new young uh, cello, cello player, yeah. a young girl, a young prodigy, and she's going to be one of the judges. So she flies to uh, China China, China to, to, to attend this ceremony. And that's where she meets uh, Lizzie, her rival or the, 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 one, act, uh, the one girl, the, the current cello player, the, cur- the current number one cello player in the world. Uh, who had kind of took her place. Yeah, so it's like, she's the old, this chick's the current, and they're looking for the new. Right, right. And she... Yeah, the, so it's the, like three levels of the same. Yeah. So it's... Uh, the Basically, the main stars are Allison Williams and this uh, one actress, Logan Browning. They're both very good in the movie. Uh, Steve... Steven Weber is also in this, and he is uh, the guy who heads the uh, Musical Academy... Kind an of asshole, a, man. <laughs> an ass, yeah, kind of a, a different role for him. He, this is not this is not the guy from Wings, you know. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, Angel, tell tell me why this movie? Why did you pick this movie? Uh, before I give you what I thought of it. Honestly, I've never. I watched this without any recommendations, and I've never known anybody that watched it that I didn't say, hey, you should check it. You know, I <laughs> saw a movie you might like. There was, like, two people at work. Mm-hmm. I recommended it to them. They liked it. It's it's different. Uh, it's a different kind of a story than most people are used to, but I think it's done well. And if you hadn't seen it yet, I, I figured this would have been something you'd seen. So the fact that you hadn't seen it really piqued my curiosity because I'm like, maybe there was a reason why it – it was on a to-do list instead of just take the time and knock it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot because I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting like ha- like I'd say halfway through the movie to the end, I didn't expect any of that shit. Right, right. <laughs> At first, I yeah, it was it was going one way for me, and then it turned into something that was actually more my style in the second half. Like it was good and uh, the story, but I was like, okay, this is gonna be your typical whatever, and then it was like. Like they slapped the sh- they slapped me and said, "Oh hell no, <laughs> we're going we're going this way instead." And then 
you, uh, it's like what a, you ever watch a movie and then you're just like, what? That didn't make sense. And then what they try to do is go, okay. And then all of a sudden it's like they rewind and there was something that you didn't see mm-hmm. that's supposed to make the whole movie make sense. Right. I fucking hate that. Because <laughs> that's what as I'm this watching movie, it, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, it was done better to me. Okay. Because it, it, it didn't end. You know what I mean? They did that mm-hmm. and then they, they brought you back. They continued yeah, that. exactly. But when it's just at the end and all of a sudden they cut and you didn't see the guy cut the brake line and you know, it's <laughs> like, fuck, dude, really? But it, and then this one they do it a couple times. Right. So it's more like yeah, it's more style than just at the end I wrote myself into a corner and this is how I'm getting out. Yeah. Lo- at, the fact that it's the two young girls is really cool because it, they couldn't count on anybody else to progress the movie in. I just thought they had to be they were really good at keeping me into this flick the whole time. So this is funny because like your your reaction to a sensor is kind of my same reaction to the perfection. The first time I, I really had I didn't think I liked the movie, but I knew that I gotta watch it again for a second time. Just maybe just go over a couple of things. And once I did, okay, then I could realize, okay, this is pretty cool it's pretty cool it's it's yeah it's 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 there i because it's 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 so strong in the four the first 40 minutes of this movie is very strong it's you think it's going to be one way and then the second part of the movie goes into a totally different direction and then by the end of the movie it goes into like really campy horror stuff because even the first 40 minutes i'm like i was asking myself like is this even a horror movie? Because <laughs> exactly the first first thirty minutes or so, it's really just kind of this love story between these two cello players or cello is cellists, cellists, whatever cello players, uh, yeah, prodigies. No these prodigies. Uh, it's like kind of a, a lesbian love story. I'm like, oh, I did not see that coming because I thought this was going to be. And, a- and, but I don't even know if that's like a legit thing or that was just a tool. Right. To right. get what she wanted. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, but then if you, Allison Williams, girls... Allison Williams does have a plan in this whole movie. And, but yeah, uh, but at first I thought this was going to be, initially when I saw the trailer years ago, I thought this was going to be some kind of rivalry, this intense rivalry between the two. It does kind of end up being that in the second part, but then again, it changed directions. And it, you were saying that it, it has this thing where it, jumps back in time to fill up these to fill the holes in these in the storytelling or change the perspective of what we thought we first was first told to us yeah because without it you'd be like that doesn't it's not even that it doesn't make any sense but why the fuck did you why did this happen you know what <laughs> i mean uh, yeah i usually do it i don't like it but maybe because they did it a couple times yeah and it kept it it explained it and then you needed it the other times it just seems like they back themselves into a corner and that's how they fix it. So it's, it's interesting because it's, it's interesting because I'm not a big fan of Allison Williams. Oh, the main, the main actress. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe she is, uh, you know, she's a daughter. Cause, dude, Cause she was in Megan and Megan fucking sucked. Dude. No, I, I liked Megan. <laughs> I hated Megan, dude. <laughs> so no, no, I wanted it to be cool. It's funny. It's funny. Cause like after, well, initially, I, I I say I don't, you know, I, she's kind of got those dead eyes, dude. She, we... Yeah, there. I think there's something about her that I don't like. But then again, again, that works for her characters. Now, I say that she yeah. I don't like her, her as an actress. But 
I guess I do because I do like her in Get Out. She's pretty cool in that movie. I do like Megan. It's I the role, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like her in this movie a lot. I, I, and so I guess I have to change my tune. Maybe I am a fan of Allison Williams. But and that I, other girl, other girl is awesome. This is the first I, time I, I've seen her. This and a, she's so good. She is awesome in this movie. This is Logan Browning. Yeah. And I looked her up and I go, oh, is I she did, super young or something? I don't know what it is. Uh, this is probably the, I don't know what it is. She hasn't been in a lot of movies uh, uh, in her filmography, but I did watch, um, I did see, I did see her in a, in a TV show called Powers a long time ago, a couple of years ago. Um, Powers is a superhero satire, kind of a dark comedy. And she was like a super like a rising superhero it's it's kind of be, it's kind of like the boys before the boys came out mm, yeah because it's, it's set in the in a world where all the superheroes in you know, all the famous superheroes in the world are a bunch of assholes now the reason why the powers didn't became popular because it was, it was a sony playstation original so you had to had a sony playstation uh membership holy shit yeah this is back in, this was like a couple years ago this is a long time ago and so it only had two seasons, but it was the boys before the boys. I, and it's also based on the comic book. And, and uh, um, you know, I, I, I thought she was very good in, in that show. And um, she's she's in her early 30s. She's just she's blessed and cursed with just such a young face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think she has just done some TV stuff or something like that. And I don't know. She is great in this movie. Yeah, she's really, really good. Dude. She's terrific in the movie i was really surprised about her performance and i liked their chemistry between the two actually i thought the first 40 minutes of the movie was so strong that when they did that directional shift that shift in direction i'm like oh i kind of like i want to see the continuation <laughs> of that first half you know but then it would have just been drama there would have been it wouldn't have really been any kind of thriller well, horse th th well there's a point in the movie where it becomes like one of the characters, uh, Logan Browning's characters, becomes like violently, violently ill. Ill, right? So she starts becoming very sick, and I go, "Oh, is this some kind of pandemic thriller that I didn't realize?" Yeah, because they were all wearing the. Remember the guy at the at the when they first met the 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 new prodigy? Yeah, they're the in guy got sick. Yeah, and they're yeah. In, they're in China, so I thought maybe it's, this was a, uh, a SARS uh, or. Yeah, you know, before, and this is the, right around the time when it was kind of first starting, 2018. Yeah, and then this is before the 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 actual pandemic <laughs> that we had. So it was such a kind of uh, 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 you know, prophetic. I, I thought, but then it kind of like like we were saying, it shifts direction and becomes something totally different. And, yeah, becomes, and she does such a good job on that bus. Yes, I started feeling like the people like. Just give her some water. You know, help this lady. She needs help, but they don't want to get sick. And yeah. the bus driver, and they had the one guy translating, and the bus driver's getting off piss. And it's right. like, oh, and then they're in the middle of nowhere, like rural China, man. Like, <laughs> the, the only way they can get around is these long ass buses that drive on cliffs. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. And it, she says so she that she feels, she, yeah, she says she feels like there's bugs inside her. And I go, oh, oh, so this is like, okay, this is why, this is what people are talking about. This is the horror stuff. So that hmm. doesn't necessarily come to fruition. We don't see that kind of viral or that pandemic horror thriller thing. It, it becomes much more of a kind of a, I'll just say revenge kind of thing. So, and, and that's all I'll say. 
because I and think then the revenge the revenge kind of moves. Right. It, there's a couple other yeah, it gets, turns. Yeah, it gets and, shifted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple turns and twists, and those turns and twists have turns and twists. <laughs> but at the end, at the very end of this movie, it becomes so. I. I my first watch i thought it was so ridiculous that i started laughing <laughs> it did it, it, it was it was a little far-fetched it went, but it then went to extreme camp at the very end but then it re- after my second watch i'm like okay now i get it i understand it. this movie is supposed to be campy this movie is camp this movie is supposed to be not as serious as it is the first 40 minutes is you know so yeah and, and if once I realized that, then I could really enjoy for what the movie is. And I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I there's so much things to love about it. I love the look of it. It This is written and directed by a guy named Richard Shepard, who unfortunately is most, mostly known for as a TV director, but also I liked his films. He, he has done a couple of films early in the early 2000s, and so I knew his name. But he has done uh, he's mostly known for directing girls that's why he has this connection with Allison uh, Williams she's part of that cast she also he also directed uh, uh, ugly betty i believe a couple episodes of oh, that oh shit i didn't know he did so that so he he does like a lot of comedy stuff tv comedy um but um but he in the early 2000s he directed a couple two good movies one you probably would never have watched because it stars Richard Gere and <laughs> you're not a fan of Richard Gere, but it's called the the hunting party. And I thought he, Richard Gere is awesome in that movie. It's a kind of a dark comedy. It's a war, uh, a war, uh, journalist, dark comedy, but yeah, I never seen that one. Uh, but he also directed a, a really good movie called the matador. This is a hitman dark comedy with, uh, Pierce Brosnan. And Greg Kinnear and Pierce Brosnan is awesome in that movie, and so I would highly uh, recommend that film. Uh, check it out. I don't know where where you can find it, but it's called The Matador, and it's it's a really funny, a really great performance by Pierce Brosnan. And I think what Richard Shepard is able to do, he's really to, he's really he's he has this really good talent of, to elicit good performances because everyone in in the perfection are good performers. They're they're all great. I think I love all the whole cast. You know so. And there's a like I was saying, there's there's a lot of things to like about the movie. I uh uh I was annoyed maybe a little bit the first time, com- you know, perplexed, but once I realized what the movie is, it's can't be horror movie. And people have said this is uh Netflix's goriest original film in their co- uh in their in their uh catalog. And yeah, by the by the time we get to the end, it's pretty gory. <laughs> you know. And you know, I kinda I, I, I kinda think... liked all that stuff too. I think that was my allure is that it's it switched directions, but it didn't lose me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of films will switch directions and you're like, okay, I'm out. Like, I'll finish it, but it's like, eh, you didn't need to do that or I didn't enjoy it. But this one I did. Yeah, I think you can nitpick this movie to death. And because I think I think a lot of the, there's a lot of loose ends or if you really connect the dots, it probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you like the experience of it, I think it's 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 fine. I think people people again. I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe people will love it or hate this movie. But I I, yeah, I agree. You should go into it. Well, we didn't spoil anything. We, but yeah. yeah, we we tried to. You we try to be cautious. Yeah. yeah. But l- let me say this. Let me let me recommend something very similar, in the sense that it has a couple direction shifts. And this is also on Hulu. It's a movie called Fresh. 
Uh, it's a dark, darkly comic thriller that stars Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan. Um, it's a kind of a twisted dating thriller. And that's all I'm going to say. But if you like, mm. if you liked uh, uh, um, the perfection, give a fresh, you know what? give fresh a, a try. Uh, this looks super familiar. You ever seen that show? Um, you. You. Yeah, it's um. Oh yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, the, the crazy guy dating. Yeah, you know? I did. I never saw it, but. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a different movie, man. Or that's a different <laughs> show. But I think that this one looks like it's probably along the same kind of lines. A fresh. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I've seen the, I've seen this cover before, and I do like uh, what's his face, the guy um, Stan. Uh. Yeah, I dig that guy. It, but it's very similar in this in the sense that within the forty minute mark. It changes direction. Okay. okay. So so <laughs> watch it and it I yeah, watch it. I think you will like I think you will like if you like per, the perfection I mean you right off the bat you you love the perfection, right? Yeah. So I, I, I liked it the first time. I liked it even more the second time. So watch yeah, I think watch fresh. I think uh I think you will you will love it too. I'll check it out for sure. It's uh, available now on Hulu. I'm gonna put it on my queue. <laughs> and then never watch it. <laughs> so overall, you did like it. Yes, I do, I did like the perfection, and you overall liked censor. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I did. So this has been fun. I'm so glad I watched it the second time. Yeah, it's this has been fun. I I loved like you recommending movies for me to watch, and I recommend movies. This is what we usually do anyway. You know, <laughs> this is just in a podcast form. Um. You know, every time I watch something, I kind I text you and say, "Hey, you gotta watch this, man." Um, I should mention that this is this episode is most likely going to come out in November, and if you didn't realize, Angel, that November is our anniversary. It's a uh, it's, anniversary, right? <laughs> two years. Two years. Damn. Our first episode was on America, American Werewolf in London. And we did that two years ago. So now we're going to be breaking into our third year of doing this podcast. Uh, it's been fun. I think we're we'll getting get better. This. I hope we're getting better. I don't know. Maybe we're not getting better. What's it called? The the sophomore jinx or whatever? Like by now, we got to have all the kinks out, right? I hope so. I hope so. Dude, I was just, okay. I was just thinking about a flick that I saw. And it was so funny because I saw it with my kids. <laughs> And it was just, it's done so differently than most of these types of movies were. And I, for a long time, I couldn't remember what it was. And then I caught it again the other day and the same bullshit happened where I couldn't remember what it was called. So right now I just Googled like the premise and it came up. So, um, when you were talking about good movies, this is a great flick. And if you, I don't know you, if I don't think it's, we couldn't put a whole show but it's called The Dark. Have you ever seen that? The Dark. It's a 2018 film. It's yeah, you have to watch it. The premise is so cool and it's just like basically two little kids for the most part of the movie. And it reminded me a lot of did I ever tell you, did you ever watch The Monster? No, but you did tell With me about the, that. You did tell me about that. Oh, movie. I got to watch it. Yeah. I, I like that movie like I like this movie, dude. It's so cool. Is this like but a for, especially for October? Is this a German huh? movie? No, no, no. Twenty eighteen, the dark. Okay. 
I don't think so. Okay, I see it. I see it. Yeah, you have to watch it because it's it's just done so much different than other movies are done. I'm trying to think, and I don't, I didn't recognize anybody in the flick, but it was one of those movies where if you like this, you like this, and me and my and my kids they take after me. They do appreciate scary movies, but it's funny because when they're younger, I could get them to watch anything, and now that they're getting older, they act like they just aren't as into it. But <laughs> they will watch them during the day, but there's some movies they don't watch at night. I don't know, it's weird, man. <laughs> They're at that time where it's kind of like, ah, we know it's fake, but sometimes it gets a little too scary for them. They'll never admit it, but I know. <laughs> because I see it and I, I envy them, dude. Because it's like, I watch a movie now and you could, you know what I mean? You got to throw something on the screen or make a loud sound <laughs> just to evoke a reaction from it. Because we've seen so much, you know what I mean? And we're adults, so it's hard to scare us, dude. It really is. I know. It's 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 funny because every time I watch a horror movie, it's like I'm chasing that feeling I had when I was eight years old when I wa- was watching Poltergeist. And when or you were eight, you hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you were eight, you wish you wish you could be an adult and watch these. Right. And now you're like, no, I want to be scared, dude. <laughs> and it's like even that movie, um, Talk to Me, was good. Yeah. And it had some creepy parts, but it's not like I stayed awake. Like, slept with the lights on. You right, know what right. I mean? Not that kind of shit. Yeah. As an adult, dude, and I hate to admit it, the only flick that did that to me was Blair Witch. And the only oh. reason why it, yeah. it wasn't the movie, it was, because we saw it, remember? It was everybody's reaction to it. Yeah. I've never been in a movie theater where everybody was quiet. Well, that, that fucking freaked me out. The, we went to, both of us, we went to see Blair Witch first night in, what, 2001? Midnight show, right? It was late as shit. Yeah, it was like nine, maybe nine o'clock. <laughs> I, so I, I I called you. I go, hey, I don't think you ever heard of it, but I called you. I say, hey, there's going to be a good horror movie coming out this Friday. Let's watch it. And I go, I meet you there at the theaters. Yeah, because it was by my work, and I went at lunch and bought a bunch of tickets. Yeah. <laughs> so I I got there, I saw you. And you invited basic everyone in your uh, work uh, place. <laughs> it was huge. A hu- a hu- you have a huge crowd, which I just I just added to the whole, you know, And it was sold out, remember? The, oh, yeah. People were there trying to buy tickets off of people in line. Yeah. It, it, was, was, it was when the hype was at its highest. Yeah. This is word of and mouth. People were yeah, it talking was about this movie. The, everybody thought it was real. You know what I mean? Nobody had come out yet. It was all like, it was great. It was great. And I know a lot of people criticize that the Blair Witch is not scary and true. It's not, not, it's not the greatest horror movie, but you had to be there and had to experience that in theaters with that crowd first night. I've never been scared the way I was, but like I said, it wasn't the movie dude. I think everybody's watching and I dropped something. And when I picked it up, I, I like looked around because it broke my concentration, the dropping something, mm-hmm. and everybody was fixated on the screen. Right. Because if you go to movies now, people are talking, they're fidgeting, they're on their phone, yeah. whatever. They're doing something. Everybody was like, it was like, like if the screen started flashing, like kill each other. Like, <laughs> I think everybody would have just started killing. You know what I mean? That's the part that yeah, scared we were, me. Everyone and, was so oh. zoned in. And, and there was not one empty seat. Right. It was so packed. I've never been shoulder to shoulder with screened. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody was and, there. And the, the quiet moments in the movie, pin drop, right? Quiet in the yeah. theaters. No one was talking. I it's never swore, like that. I could have swore. I don't know. If, I could have swore I heard crying in the background. 
Did you hear that? Like I, heard I did, so... but I I don't know if it was the movie yeah, or is, somebody yeah, crying. I, was like, I think I looked at Danny. I said, and I think he he heard it too. I'm like, is that the movie or is that the theaters? I don't know. I think the people, some people were crying in the background because of the the intense motion or the intense, you know, the, the thick air, the it thick anxiety ne- in the air. Yeah. I never had mass hysteria like that, dude. <laughs> that was insane. And then when it was done, my sister is the strongest person I know as far as not getting scared. Uh-huh. And when we went home, everybody went home. So me and Tony went, my sister went. So we all went home. I went to the bathroom when I came out. They were sleeping, or they were going to both sleep in the living room. Oh, wow. And I was like, dude, why are you sleeping in the living room? Oh, no reason. I go, you guys are fucking scared. And they were scared. They were. (laughs) And I was like, you guys are such pussies. (laughs) And I remember, like, you you guys are wusses. And I remember turning, and I started walking, like, through through that kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the hallway, dude. And I'm looking down the hallway. It's dark, right? I'm like, motherfucker. I go, I don't want to go down that hallway. And I, we were like 10. We were 20. You know 20, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey. Ah, and I was just like, am I really going to bitch out and go back into the living room? And I remember turning the light on and walking to my room. And I was like, I was just looking at the doorknob. I didn't want to look. Because my like there were other doors that were open. I'm like, just look at the door. Just walk to the door. Go in your room. Turn on all the lights. Yeah, and I, dude, it took me like an hour and a half to get to sleep. It's yeah. just I kept thinking about the fucking movie, like just the people in the movie theater, not in the movie right. itself. It, it's it's funny because it I remember crazy. walking out of that theaters with with the crowd and and Tony, your brother, he was like, "Man, you think those guys are you know dead? You know those those guys didn't make it, huh?" I go, well, "Who who what guys? You know, like the the the, the real people in in the movie." I go, "Oh, oh." No, those are actors. <laughs> this is not real. This is not yeah, a real movie. But that's the thing. You that, knew that, but we didn't know. I know. That shit. I know. I know. And I, I, I even that's on when the I radio, re- that's when I they were talking about how it was real. People think this is real, and it Dude, was. It, and it took a while for those motherfuckers <laughs> to come out because it, those actors, uh, they they did they, on purpose. They did on purpose. They 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 didn't come out to promote that movie. They they left them, uh, you know, uh, unknown. And yeah, because that was the first type of. Found footage type of a movie, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was it it sparked the whole fucking genre though. Yep, yeah. There's tons of that shit now, but that was the first one, and they were like, I remember because when they finally showed up to get their accolades, like even yeah, like uh, uh, MTV, the ones. radio, yeah. That, but who's the uh, Kevin and Bean? Oh yeah, they were pissed. <laughs> they were like, these guys showed up at an award <laughs> show and blah blah blah. He goes, I was telling everybody how great the movie was and how I can't believe the, they're showing a movie with people that had died. It's <laughs> just so funny because even they were like like in the dark about it, man. <laughs> but that's that was great because, dude, I don't think these next generations are never going to get anything like that ever. That was no. awesome that we did that. That was like a once in a lifetime. That yeah, was a once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. And you could knock the movie. It is a piece of shit, and it's not <laughs> scary. But it was that experience, yeah, dude. Yeah. That was so cool. It's it was it was the right movie at the right time. And, we and I'm glad play. I got all those tickets, dude, because everybody wanted to go. To this day, that was probably my greatest theater going experience watching the Blair Witch Project. And, well, yeah. And we've seen nerds dress up in costume <laughs> yeah lord of the rings are yeah you know. the redux is on the star wars is me yeah 
I think we're the only reason why Danny didn't dress up. <laughs> you know he wanted to. He man. wanted to, yeah. We should have done it. We just, it would be hard to find plus-size costumes. <laughs> Let's be honest. We'd all have to play Jabba, and that would suck. <laughs> hey, look, it's three Jabba the Huts. <laughs> Assholes. Danny could be Leia. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That's it for this episode of the Tarantino's. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, we'll be back with another episode. We'll probably we'll probably do a throwback. Yeah, an old school classic. Most likely a horror movie because we want to continue with the horror stuff because it's just fun what, talking about this stuff. Yeah, and I really hope our, our listener listeners enjoy this as much as we enjoy making it. Because <laughs> even if they stop listening to it, I still want to do this because I, I have fun, man. It's this good. is great. I, it's I great. It. It's great yeah. talking about these movies. Uh, it's great going back to re-watching these movies. What what, what better time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like live action nostalgia. <laughs> All right, my man. That is it. Thank you, everyone. Right, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. yeah. Bye bye. Later. <laughs>